Hi, my name is Christian Sherrier. And I'm Gabe Bonovic. And this is Theologically Speaking. Now, before every episode, we're going to pray because this is a Christian podcast. This is a theological podcast. And, uh, you know, we just want to pray to set the right uh, mindset for each other and have mm. the right hearts as we go into this. And uh, we, you know, we just pray that it's going to bless you guys. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. And I thank you uh, for all the listeners out there who are listening to our podcast. I pray that uh, we speak truth. I pray that we speak uh, what you've revealed in your word, and I pray that uh, people listening to this can be uh, blessed by our podcast, and we just thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to uh, do this podcast. Um, Please bless this time and allow our conversations to be fruitful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. so excited about this yeah this is the start of something new yeah like gabe and i were just talking about before we hit the record button about you know we've really been talking about this so much and it just means so much to finally be able to do this you know to be behind the mic and just talk about something we both love very dearly yeah definitely like theology um it's a very big part of my life. Um, it kind of consumes all of my time. Not always the healthiest thing, but, you know, better be addicted and consumed by theology than, you know, video games or, or whatnot. You know, you can't just let it get to your to your mind, not to your heart, though. Mm. Um, but And that's what this podcast is for. We're going to be trying to take theological truths, um, expound upon them, and hopefully, you know, bless us and bless you guys and, you know, create a fruitful environment for everybody. So, Christian, if you want to start, uh, introduce yourself. Yeah. Who are you? We're, we're going to do the... The introductions and uh as you might have guessed my name is christian you know like you know the religion the belief system yeah that's my name so and every time i talk i'm always going to be right about everything because of it <laughs> that's a joke that is a joke but yeah my name is christian um i am currently a student at regent university and i'm double majoring in biblical studies and theology as well as communication and yeah that's uh, who I am. Yeah, so my name is Gabe Lobanovic. Uh, my, my last name is actually um, Slavic, so Russian and Jewish. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, so it's Lubonovic, L-U-B-O-N-O-V-I-C. Um, and then I'm a student at Regent University as well. Um, and I'm studying biblical and theological studies. I'm not a double major. I'm not that cool. Um, but I, <laughs> I, am, I am minoring in leadership. So... There I have go. that going for me, I guess. There you go. Um, I do a lot of a lot of my own independent studies with theology and my own independent readings. Um, so I would fall in the Reformed Baptist camp. Um, Christian, where do you land with theology? For pretty the most much, part? I'm I'm a good old Southern Baptist boy. Like I would I would pretty much align with there. And again, why Gabe and I kind of follow the Baptist tradition is because we believe that's what is found in Scripture, like plainly. And the goal in this podcast, you're going to come to find out very quickly, is that we want to be as close to God's revealed truths in Scripture as we possibly can. And that's going to be a consistent theme throughout this podcast. So whenever we answer a question or go through a theme or have a discussion with a professor or Or, anything like that. Or answer questions that you guys send in to us. Yeah, that's something that we're really thinking about. We're, We're always going to go back into Scripture. And I think that's going to be one of the greatest blessings of this podcast yeah and just to clear the air real quick i am a calvinist christian is a classical yeah um and so there is a little bit of divide in our in our theology um but that's not to say that we can't come together and do a podcast about god and the bible whom god we both love 
with all of our hearts and we chase after him every day. Um, and we are brothers in Christ and there should be unity. And so this podcast isn't to debate one another, but to bring unity mm. uh, to the body of Christ and to expand upon his truth, uh, even if we don't always agree with each other. Um, so you won't find this podcast as a debate. Maybe, you know, sometime down the road, uh, we might do something like that. Um, but, you know, as of right now, we're just going through, you know, different theological topics. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting because Gabe and I, like, and we talk about this all the time, but we agree on 95% of things. Like, 95% of things we are going to agree upon. However, the debate between Calvinism and Arminianism is as old as the church itself. It's always been there. It's always been a topic well, that's been discussed. Yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> the Protestant church, I guess you could say. 1600s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that too. It, it it was kind of brought up in some early church history as well, but you know, um, yeah, we just anathematized you guys. Yeah, uh, not yet. Thank goodness, you know, well, we cannons of dort. We were kind of able to dodge that bullet, but you know, um, but yeah, that's kind of where our backgrounds are and where we fall, like you know, theologically. And obviously, you're going to be able to see some more nuances as we go throughout the podcast, as you get to learn a little bit more about myself and Gabe, you'll be able to see where we stand on some things. And honestly, I think it's going to be really educational, really fun, um, and very theological, to be sure. Uh, One thing, too, though, is like, when we're we're speaking, we're going to try to keep broad terms when it comes to uh, Calvinistic and Arminianist, I guess is the right word, things. So we'll say that Christ died for sinners. Now, or Christian thinks that Christ died for the whole world. And I think uh, Christ's intent on the cross and the atonement was meant for the elect. Um, so we're going to try to keep broad terms saying, you know, Christ died for sinners. Uh, he came He came to save uh, sinners. Uh, just things like that. So there's no um, misrepresenting one another and no clashing with each other. We can, yeah. we can definitely agree that Christ came to save sinners. Yes. And uh, that, that, is the, that is part of the gospel. Yes. And that we can't just deny. Um, yeah, we're unified on that front. On the gospel, there is no debating whatsoever at all we follow the great tradition both will adhere to the nicene creed we just kind of diverge on some secondary topics which it's important on what um why we believe those things and you know the manner in which we believe them but we're not going to go back on the gospel or not be able to come in oneness and unity just because we disagree and i think that's one of the most beautiful things about this podcast and i think you as the audience are going to find this very interesting to be sure so talking about our unity and things like that uh within this podcast let's talk about our friendship oh yeah how do we become friends you know that's a that's a question i don't even know how i i guess i was predestined to be your friend you know i mean i would say so (laughs) (laughs) yeah because you wouldn't choose me only god had to choose me as your friend right yeah i'm (laughs) i'm trying to love you and it's no more God loves you and I'm trying. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So um yeah, we obviously both go to the same school, so that helps out a lot. Um I'm actually from Louisiana and I'll talk a little bit about that. I'm more. a good old Florida boy. Yeah, so we're we both share southern heritage, so that's that's nice. Um, the Gulf. Yeah. The Gulf of Mexico we both love. Yeah. Did you ever go fishing around the Gulf of Mexico? Just kind of a question. I mean, I lived on the beach pretty much. Got you. So, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. I was more of a, a bodyboarding, surfboard, skimboarding guy. Oh, like to jump off nice. the, the piers and decks and docks and yeah, all that type of stuff. See, was, we, we didn't have that privilege in Louisiana. We had like the, you know, bayou, yeah, the swamps, the bayou water, you know. Funny story real quick, just a little quick story time. I, I was actually at Triple R Ranch, which is right on the road. It's a Christian uh, summer camp. 
and they have a swamp and you can go canoeing down it. And uh, this kid I was with, uh, we went there to help out, uh, kind of like as a mission strip thing to, to bless them. Uh, my church did. And this kid, had, he had bad luck all day. We started off the morning. We went to 7-Eleven. He broke the door at 7-Eleven. Oh, my. Um, and so, you know, just all day, just bad he luck. He broke the door at 7-Eleven. Yeah. That, that door sees a lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of hands, yeah. and his hands were able to do Not it. Not to get into to Greek uh, mythology, but homeboy was uh, hercules that day. <laughs> um, but uh anyway so we're going on the canoe and he's the last person you know to have a partner and i didn't have a partner and i was like i really don't want to get on with you because i know we're going to flip over and we get in there and luckily i gave my phone because i was like we're going to flip over there's no 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 it's not it's, it's gonna happen you, <laughs> you know? just knew it and so we get in we're going and we ended up uh turning sideways because i don't know if it was my fault or his fault but we just turned sideways and these people uh, there were our friends from, from church. Um, they thought it was funny idea to speed up and hit us on the side. And so we tipped over and fell in the water. My hat came off. Oh. Um, and it's a swamp, so it was like snakes and just gross water. Yeah, that's that's the stuff I swim in. That's, that's you know, I you know, sit out there and just kind of soak in that goodness. All right, all right. So we're going to talk about our story about being friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We started off in hermeneutics together. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time. Class with Dr. Kaiser. Yo, this is crazy. The first time we actually met, guess what we were doing? The first time we met. Do you remember this? Please tell me you remember this. Uh, specifically, what are you talking about? When we first met, guess what we were doing? What were we doing? We got together to kayak. That was the first time we ever met. Was it the first time we met or first time we hung out? For, no. Okay, so yeah, we saw each other at Hermeneutics, but the first time we ever officially were like, hi, my name is Christian. And you're like, hi, my name is Gabe. We were that, kayaking. We were kayaking. There was dead fish on the water. That there day. was dead fish, like literal dead fish. It was kind of gross. It was yeah. disgusting. I didn't swim in that kind of water on the bayou. Yeah. So I think the reason why uh, Christian can deal with a Calvinist like myself is because our great friend, nicest guy you'll ever meet, his name is Tim Ben. Tim ben- Tim Venable. Timothy Venable, yes. Um, was his roommate. And so oh my goodness. all last year we were just Christian, you know, stop being <laughs> stop being dumb. <laughs> uh, essentially is what we said, you know. Yeah. Just read, read your Bible. You need to start. You're obviously not doing it. Oh my um, goodness. But our, our whole friend group is a reformed Calvinist and you got little little Christian boy over there. Yeah. I'm the only one that has not succumbed to the ways of Calvin. Yeah. Um, but... As you would say, you haven't come to the dark side yet. Not, not. And yet. we would say it's really the, the light, but you've uh, even offered the cookies. Yeah, like, dude, there's cookies over in the dark side. Like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's kind of how we became friends. We went kayaking. Uh, I was really good friends with, friends with Tim and, and Jackson Shales, who Christian was friends with, and it kind of just brought us all together. Yeah. You're gonna hear from them on this podcast many times for sure. Uh, yeah, hear from them, them too, and then John Becker a lot as well. Yeah, um, are really good friends. So we know we want to have them on here. Yeah, we're um, really close with them. And like we would literally meet up um, on Sunday nights and we haven't been able to do it this second semester. I mean, well, this second year yet. It's very unfortunate. We're just all so busy. But we would oh, literally get together on Sunday nights and just sit down and talk about theology. Tim, being the, the great guy he is, like I said earlier, would make dinner for everybody. Yeah. So we called it the Bible Boy Dinners. Yes. We're... <laughs> We're just Bible nerds. Yeah, we. That's that's. Li- listen, this the podcast you're getting into. You're just gonna listen to two Bible nerds geek out about the Bible. So, um, so let's talk about the podcast. How do we um, come to wanting to do a podcast? Yeah. So pretty much, it's kind of a long story, kind of not. But essentially, since we talk so much about theology, we were like, as a group of guys, we're wanting like, hey, you know, it'd be really cool if we could start a podcast. 
And pretty much we were like talking a lot, even like to the point of like starting a group on campus, like a like theological a, group that, you know, studies theologies. And, like a club yeah. branch, branch off to, yeah. and we made a whole website and we, yeah. did, we did everything for it and then kind of came to a halt. But yeah. it's another story for another day. Yeah. Um, but we call it the Athanasius Society and we're going to do a podcast on there. It was me, me and Tim and then Christian was going to do... Um, youtube stuff right? yeah something like that and be the um president for the on-campus club and then we had john becker he was uh our he wrote a lot of the blogs for us yeah. and then jackson sales was the editor-in-chief yeah. and tim was the president yeah um, and that could still be a thing that happens yeah. like it, it's and this would be more of a, a branch off of go on and as well as the athanasius society yeah um, and you, you know the Athanasius Society you may see and we might even be talking about this more in future episodes like this is a new thing for Gabe and I too and so you're you're along for the journey and uh, seeing us just thrive in this season of life <laughs> yeah, but, but, but that but uh, Athanasius Society like I said kind of came to a halt and so yeah. um, Tim got really busy he wants to marry a girl and, yeah he's got this girlfriend or whatever and he's you know it. you had, he had Gabe has a girlfriend too you yeah. know so I do her name's Cora yeah but um shout out cora shout out to cora houseworth <laughs> now um, you're but, getting brownie points <laughs> but, uh, but uh tim uh was dating a girl or is dating a girl my bad i'm not gonna say her name i don't want to put her out there like yeah. that um but although i'm sure she's very proud to be dating tim i mean oh, i yeah. would be too if i was dating tim i would be too um kind of a little bit jealous yeah i was i was she, his roommate for a year and i was very proud to be his roommate he made me food all the time it was great he also bought us orange cokes, but okay. We, we, yeah, yeah, we, we digress. We digress. So um, yeah, that was that's Tim's life. Pretty much everyone got busy. Yeah, well, Tim specifically, I just think this is really like, it was just out of nowhere. He started dating this girl. Uh, they both, you know, they love each other. They've been friends for a while. This is not a bad idea on his part um, yeah. at all. I'm very much supportive. They're both, both great people. Um, but he wants to graduate early and move to Arkansas with her. So, um, you know, he got really busy. And then uh, Jackson, he's in honors and... He just is doing a bunch. And then John Becker does campus ministry stuff and yeah. ton of homework and, and just things like that. And so me and Christian, I have the least busiest schedule. Um, and Christian has a pretty busy schedule, but, you know, he makes time for me. Yeah, I'm a good friend like that. Uh, and so we said, you know what? Let's do the podcast. Yeah. Let, let us do the podcast. And uh, I talked to Jaron and uh, Jaron was like, yeah, we'll, we'll help you produce it. And I was like, this is just a God moment. And then yeah. I walked out to the hall to Christian. I was like, Christian. You want to do a podcast with me? I know we've been talking about it a, a little bit. And he was like, yeah, I want to do a podcast. And we were sitting there. And we were like, we should do, you know, thinking theologically or uh, we just came up with all these different things. And, and then, we were like really intensely thinking about this. Like we were, it took us like at least an hour before yeah. we came up with this. And then Christian was like, well, theologically speaking. And I was like, <laughs> that is perfect. And then he was like, theologically speaking. And I was like, theologically speaking. And then from there, the podcast was born. Um, and so, you know, we already talked about like, how we're doing this we're doing it through go on so uh thank you jaren and christian shout out jaren shout uh, out chris um and so we're doing it through them you know it's just a blessing to be able to, to do it through them and have them produce it for us they're both great guys and wonderful uh, men wonderful wonderful people um and while we're doing it is like we said to um found upon scripture uh with mm -hmm. each other and and show that you know even though you have different theological viewpoints uh we're still brothers in christ and you can be you know brothers and sisters in christ and disagree and come together with each other and um just show unity and we really just want to bless people um, with what the knowledge of that god's given us mm. um and so that's kind of the, the why i would say and ultimately um uh, me being a reformed guy and christian being a, a protestant who has been very 
you know, I think you've been influenced by the Reformed community. I have. I've been very influenced yeah. by the Reformed community. I mean, and I think like, there's that joke that uh, every Armenian always listens to Calvinist preachers when they want to hear a good, good preacher. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's jokes. That go, like, I spent the entire summer listening to R.C. Sproul, listening to Piper. I've always loved Piper. Who had, Who doesn't love Piper? But, but what I was saying was real big was, you know, you've been influenced by the Reformed community. I am a Reformed community, so... Sol de Gloria, you know, yeah. for the glory of God alone. Yeah. And that's why we're doing this for the most yeah. part, is Amen. for God's glory. Yeah, um, God's so. glory alone. We just really, we love the gospel. That's that's our heart. We love to see people changed by the gospel. Gabe and I, we're both sinners, and we're saved by grace. And our heartbeat is that other people, in some way, shape, or form, hopefully by this podcast, will be able to catch a glimpse of Christ's love for us yeah i mean every every single episode is gonna be you know christ um centered cross centered even though we're going through topics like our first for instance our first series that we're going through is the human condition and what the bible says about um our, our condition and every episode we're going to mention um our need for the gospel and our need for christ and the very last episode we're doing to wrap it all up is going to be called the need of of man mm. and what does the need of man a savior and who is that savior jesus christ and the, and the atonement and so you know, it's all going to be very, very, um, it, we're not going to try to fill you guys with just head knowledge, but we want to, we want the power of God to work through us as we're, we're proclaiming um, the revelation he's given us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Soul scriptura. Yeah. Scripture alone. Amen. That's going to be basis. So kind of to kind of conclude things, I think it'd be really cool for the audience if they just both kind of got to know how we encountered Jesus. Like yeah. how, how did Gabe Labonovic a horrible, dirty, messed up, total depravity, right? Just so disgusting, dead and totally sins. wicked. That Romans, Roman, Romans says no one seeks for God. I wasn't seeking for God. You how was... how did you have your Damascus Road experience? Um, well, I, I would say for me, it wasn't necessarily a Damascus Road experience. Got you. Um, so my uh, grandma had a big influence on me. She was uh, she's a Christian. Uh, she's she's a Pentecostal. Very she's a very proud Pentecostal. Um, but I love her to death. She's a wonderful lady very loving um and then my mom also loves the lord and uh, uh throughout the years you know she's had her ups and downs and questions and, and things like that um i went my parents went through an nasty divorce so of course you know that can be kind of faith shattering and my dad grew up with my my grandma and so you know he 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 says he's a christian too and and, and things like that so i grew up around you know people saying you know we're christian and, and things like that um, but i never went to church i mean i went to church on easter and in christmas um, my old church used to call us uh Christmas uh, christmas and easter <laughs> um and so you know there was that and i remember um i would say i was not safe at this point because i thought that i my good deeds had outweighed my bad deeds i remember one specific night i was laying in bed uh i was facing the right and i had my hand under the pillow and i was about six years old and i was looking out the window and i was like i don't remember what i did that day i was like oh, i really hope my good my good deeds today like outweigh my bad deeds like those exact words wow were in my head at the time um and it wasn't until my sophomore year of high school, so I started going to church in eighth grade with my mom and my stepdad and my my uh, three lovely sisters. Um, and, you know, we started going to church and I was like, okay, there's something to this. And, you know, something more than, you know, what I expected, thought, or more than I thought before. And my, my youth pastor, very awesome guy, um, he preached one night on uh, don't have sex before marriage, pretty much, was <laughs> was was it. And, um, you know, that stuck with me all the way through high school. But I never understood, like, why. I was like, okay. This obviously goes against God. Like that's one of the things. Like that's pretty obvious. You know, yeah. Sex before marriage is not a good thing. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold to this. I'm gonna do good with this. I'm gonna win God's favor for me and things like that. So we ended up going to a um, 
a youth conference in Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama. And now I probably wouldn't associate myself with a lot of those people who were speaking there and, and things like that. But God can still work in those situations. Yeah. God is still sovereign in those things, you know. Um, even if we're not doing how he wants to do it, um, he can still, you know, show himself and reveal himself through that. Um, and so, yeah, just in the middle of worship, um, I would say, like, it was kind of like a progressive thing that happened. But I guess the pinnacle of it all was we were in worship, and I remember just, this is like a, my eyes illuminated. It was like a moment of realization of just, wow, I'm a sinner tonight, and I need Christ. Like, I can't do this on my own. And uh, I know I was, I was in a pretty dark place at the time, too, I would say. And just the light of Christ just shown to me. And I was like, I want that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to live for him. I want to, you know, do all this stuff. And of course, I was my going to my sophomore year, sophomore year of high school, and um, I wasn't always living for the Lord, but it was always in the back of my mind. Mm. Um, not to say I'm perfect, yeah. or that my sanctification is perfect, but um, definitely on a better route than I was. And you know, I think just knowledge of the Word, God's Word, um, really does does that in you. Mm. Um, like um, David says in Psalms, you know, how does a man keep, or how does a young man keep ways, keep his ways pure? Storing the word of God in his heart. Amen. Um, and so I think, you know, the more you read, you know, people can read the Bible without, with their li- with their eyes uh, not illuminated to it and not, Amen, yeah. you know, not um, having the Holy Spirit revealed to them what they need to be revealed. Um, and they can read it and just view it as morals. Whereas I read it and I see, oh, I need to keep this, 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 and that. Well, Christ said, you know, if you love me, keep my commandments. So I'm going to try to do that. But I know that I won't fulfill it. I know that Christ fulfilled it for me. And so there's no burden on me. But because I love Christ, I'm going to try to keep those. Keep those. And so, um, you know, that's kind of my salvation story. Christian, what, what is yours? Yeah, that, that's really awesome. Um, yeah, so for me, I grew up in a two-parent home. They believed in Jesus Christ. They were sold out, born-again Christians. I love my parents so much and their faith. Their faith has always been like a constant influence in my life. Like I would not be the person I am today had it not been for my parents' faith and how closely... You know, they believed in Jesus, emphasized Jesus always, and it's made a huge impact in me. And so naturally, like, you know, at the age of seven, I came to the point where, you know, at church, people go up to the altar and they, you know, confess their sins, give their life over to Christ. I was like, oh, well, I need to do that thing, I guess. Probably should. Yeah, to be a good idea. It's probably to be a Christian. And so, like, you know, at seven years old, it was just natural to be like, hey, I want to do this too. You know, I would like to pray this prayer and receive Jesus because that seems to be the good thing. I mean, that's what my parents were telling me and, you know, what I was seeing at church. And so it just kind of came naturally, right? Um, I don't think I fully understood the gravity of what I was doing at that point. And I think my life afterward kind of reflected that. I don't think I ever really understood the gospel at that point. So from there, you know, I grew up in this good Christian home, homeschooled all my life. I was worked at Chick-fil-A. Worked at Chick-fil-A. That is very true. I worked at Chick-fil-A. I did too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was very involved in competitive speech and debate. That's something that I was very passionate about growing up. And pretty much I learned about my faith. I learned who Jesus was. I understood who God was. I even competed in apologetics where we would literally get asked questions and we were supposed to defend our faith. And so for me, Christianity 
was always this a worldview, right? It was a way of thinking, a way of processing things. And from what I understood about the world growing up, Christianity made the most sense. It wasn't like I was completely sheltered from other ideas. I was exposed to other ideas. Like in my experience growing up, like that was encouraged, you know, to figure out what uh, the Islamist believes, figure out what the atheist believes. And I did. And like Christianity just logically always made sense. And it always won in the battle of my mind. Like I never doubted that God was real. Jesus was real. The problem was, is that there wasn't a relationship. It was distant. Like I would understand what was like, you know, the rules, what was right and what was wrong. It's like a, no, no sorry for cutting you off, but like, I'll say we can both agree on this. Like I think our childhood and growing up, we both take, take the view of a moralistic therapeutic deism. Exactly. And we're probably going to talk more about that, but essentially what it means is like, you know, God is this moral God and you know, he arbitrates moral. And then, you know, God, when we pray to God, it's like, oh, it's a little therapy session. And, you know, just, you know, knowing that God is there is comforting and the deism, like, you know, with us that essentially means is that we believe god is present god is sovereign but he's really not interacting yeah with so he's us. like a a moral police officer yeah who we go to when we want to feel good exactly and he kind of just watches over and does nothing yep exactly and that's the way i wanted god to be in my life i didn't want him to control what i was doing i didn't want him to get into those deep dark areas where i was hiding from the people that i had to please mainly my parents um, also, my friend groups, because, you know, they were good Christian friend groups. So I had that like a good Christian person. Essentially, it was very beneficial for me to play the good Christian card in front of these people. So that way I could gain more social clout. Like that's essentially how it was. I was so double minded, so two faced, so fake. And I remember especially um, and this, you know, this happened all the way through freshman, sophomore, junior and senior year in high school. It kind of changed during senior year, um, and it all came to a head, really, when I was just so sick of having to play this game, of having to, like, wear these masks, and that's what I literally, at my lowest point, was, like, compare myself to. I just wear this mask for this person, and, like, not even just using that for a sake of analogy, but, like, that's what I was literally thinking in my head. Wear this mask for this person, wear this mask for that person. It's like, a burden. It is. That... And that is, Gabe, that is the hardest burden anyone could ever bear. To not be yourself, to feel like you always have to be someone else. Yeah. Like it, it was the hardest, most difficult thing to do. And I was sick of it. So I really wasn't looking for Christ, to be completely honest. Um, it was at the beginning of 2019, I was invited to a passion conference and the ticket was already paid for me. It was someone from my friend's youth group uh, who had dropped out. Not my youth group. It was my friend's youth group. She lives in Dallas, Texas. And the only reason that I even went there is because, like, I thought, like, oh, maybe, you know, I like her. And maybe, you know, we could start dating. But she was already dating someone else then. So it was kind of funny in that regard. I was only going over there because I thought I might like her. So I drove all the way to Dallas. And it was funny because while I was driving to Dallas, like this is a true story, it was raining. It was like foggy and like it was really scary driving. There was my first long distance drive too. And so while I was driving, and this literally happened, while I was driving, it was really foggy. I was going faster. My dad told me not to go fast. I, you know, I actually hydroplaned. 
And when I hydroplaned, I did like this full 360 spin out into like, and that was on the highway and I went right on the side of the road and I saw these cars just flying by me and it's like, oh my gosh, I almost died, you know? And from there, it was just like, wow. And so I kept on driving and I, you know, just how you can not literally think about anything for 30 minutes, just kind of be in shock. That's what it was. And like, I had all this mud on the side of my car. I was able to drive out and it was fine, but I was like, oh my gosh. And so I kept on driving and then like, I'm, I'm a very stubborn person, so I didn't really give it much, you know, eternal <laughs> implications, but I just kept on driving and I finally got there to passion. And so this was the first time I've ever experienced like praise and worship like you know where people lifting up hands and they're singing loud and i was weirded out by these people like who are they what are they doing yeah. like it was very weird to me like i did not grow up in that experience at all and so you know that was the first day of it i was like okay this is this is cool you know that this is fine and so then i went to sleep um then the next day you know this conference started back up again and i heard a sermon by the person of the name of Matt Chandler, who Gabe and I both love very much, especially me now. I mean, God worked through him to actually save my soul. So I really appreciate him a lot. But what the passage he spoke on was John 4. And in John 4, he tells the story of Jesus and his encounter with a Samaritan woman. And, you know, in that time and culture, Samaria was very much frowned upon by the Jewish people. The, when Jesus had this encounter with this Samaritan woman, she was a woman, obviously, and women were of the lowest, you know, social uh, standings in that era. She was a Samaritan and she was an adulteress. She had slept with at least five different dudes, so just very frowned upon. And then she was also going to get water, you know, in the middle of the day, and that wasn't the time women typically went to go get water. So she's at the bottom of the social ladder. You know, she, her sins are pretty out in the open. Everyone knows who she is and what she's about. Jesus in the gospel of John literally, and it says this in the text, like went to go see her. Like he must needs go to Samaria. Like he had a purpose in going there. The first I am statement dropped in the book of John was to the Samaritan woman, the lowest of lows by this world standard or in that time, that world standard. And he revealed himself as Jesus Christ. And the point that Matt made through that was that Jesus came not for our perfect image, not for our perfect self, but he came for the muck, he came for the mire, he came to save us when we are at our absolute worst, and he comes to redeem that. And he doesn't want this projected image of ourselves, but he wants our real selves, who we really are. Who and he goes in that are. with us too. He goes in the muck and mire where we're at. Amen. And he walks through it with us. Yeah. And once I heard that, my life was changed forever because I always thought I had to be someone else in order to be a Christian. But then I realized, oh my gosh, Christ wants me for who I am. And so from there, the response to the weight of the gospel and when realizing that Jesus Christ actually died for those sins, like it wasn't like, oh, is this this whole transaction? No, nails were stuck in who, to his wrist. He hung on a tree. He came down from heaven in order to die for my sins. Upon that realization, I had to turn. There was no point in like keep on trying to live this like double-minded lifestyle. Yeah, definitely like he took your debt that you that you owed exactly. to God for your sins and, and paid the price in your place exactly and upon that realization there was no turning back so 
literally, I gave my life to Christ right then and there, and I understood what it was. And Kyle was funny, too. He hit me with a double whammy. I realized at that point, like, as soon as I got saved, I needed to dedicate my life to ministry. Like, I have had my Martin Luther moment. And so I was like, okay, I don't know what all that entails, but okay. And so driving back home, I thought it was just kind of awesome that, you know, the sun was shining and, you know, the roads were clean and pure. I didn't get in another accident. So that was fun, you know, but yeah, that's, and God's been working ever since then, being at Regent, you know, getting to connect with Gabe, getting to connect with John, Tim and Jack, and just learning more and more and growing and Jesus walking with me through the muck, through the mire and through the happy times, through the sad times. But yeah, it's, it's been a journey, yeah. but just like this podcast will be. Yeah, it will definitely be a journey. Gabe and I talk about this all the time, but honestly, we're going to be growing through this podcast. You As know, the podcast grows, we grow. Yep. That's exactly what we say. So, but yeah. So I think that's going to be pretty much it for this podcast. Yeah. The next episode, we're going to be starting our series called The Human Condition that I mentioned earlier. Um, the first episode will be, um, I think, I believe the heart of man. We'll be discussing what the Bible says about man's heart. Um, hint, hint, it is like a stone. Yeah, we, we're pretty stubborn. If you couldn't tell through Gabe and I's testimony, it's, uh, our hearts are not always the best, are they? No. Mm, pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, the Bible says, you know, we're totally wicked and, you know, apart from God. Dead the, in our trespasses. Yeah, the only good thing that comes out of us is comes from God. Amen. So uh, we really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank um, you so much for listening. It means a lot to us. Yeah, sorry if this is a lot of you know mumbling on and babbling but next episode when we have a topic we're definitely gonna be sticking to it discussing yeah. it um and i believe we're gonna have um john becker uh speaking with us on the next episode yeah uh, we so, will have a guest for sure if it's yes. not john it will be someone yes so. um so hope you guys enjoyed this um please you know keep updates with our podcast and uh grow with us as we grow we want Amen. you guys to be blessed by this and yeah um, so we're signing off. This is Theologically Speaking. Yeah. Y'all have a blessed one.